you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How are we doing, how are we doing? And welcome to episode 113 of the Banner Banter Podcast, episode 113 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I am your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. Now, you may think this is an instant reaction podcast to uh, what happened last night in Dallas, but that will be saved for episode 114, which will be coming out on Monday as always. But this is an instant reaction podcast on the second half of the season for the Boston Celtics. The NBA just released the entire schedule for everyone coming up to start the Boston Celtics. Now, folks, I have not looked at this. I have not memorized this in any way, shape or form. So I'm um, bear with me. So it looks like the season's going to start back up on March 11th, and the very first game is going to be the Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets at 7.30 p.m. in Brooklyn. Not great, Bob. Then five days later, the Utah Jazz come to town, and that game will be on TNT as well, Tuesday, March 16th at 7.30. So already, literally within the first five days, the Celtics will be on national TV against two very good teams, arguably the two best teams in the NBA right now, the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz. So that's not good. So I'm still just kind of going through, seeing if they have any national televised games. They have another one on TNT uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers at the Garden at 7.30 p.m. And then is there another one? Yep. Then they go to Portland on April 13th. That will be at 10 p.m. Then Thursday the 15th, they play the Los Angeles Lakers at the Staples Center. Uh, that will be April 15th at 10 p.m., and it looks like that is going to be it for the national televised game. So the Celtics have four or five nationally televised games for the second half of the season. So let's start this up right now. So currently the Boston Celtics are 15-16, and 16, and they have, if you include the Atlanta Hawks game tonight, they have five games left. So that will be 36 games to play in the first half. Each team, the goal hopefully for the NBA you know, as long as the pandemic slows down and the players follow the protocols, each team's going to be playing 72 games versus the 82 games that they usually play. So, as we know, the Celtics, their last game will be March 4th, which will be here at TD Garden, 7 o'clock against the Raptors. Then they got the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th off. The 7th is the All-Star game. Congratulations to Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for making that All-Star team. And then they go to Brooklyn, and then they go to Houston. So, but they have two days off in between, so that's great. So, really, the Celtics are only going to have to play one game in a matter of nine or ten days, which is great. Uh, and then they have a back-to-back against the Utah Jazz and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then they play the Sacramento Kings, another back-to-back against the Magic. Oh, Sunday afternoon game at 3.30. Ugh. Well, at least it's at home, right? 
ugh, Sunday matinees are not a thing for the Boston Celtics this year. Then they go on a four-game road trip against the Memphis Grizzlies, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks again, and then they have another back-to-back in OKC against the Thunder. So right off the bat, Kemba's already going to be missing three games in a matter of two weeks because of the knee. Now, could things change? Could the Celtics maybe do something different and maybe try and get him to play? In a back-to-back, sure, but obviously you want him playing against Utah, which is the first half of the back-to-back. Orlando could be a playoff team, maybe, you know, eighth, ninth seed, we'll see. So you obviously want him to play there. The second night of the back-to-back, they're going to Memphis to play the Grizzlies, so that'll be good. And then Milwaukee, and then the first night of the back-to-back again against Milwaukee, so that's good. And then they have, let's see, then they play the Pelicans and the Mavs at home. Oh, wow, they have a really long homestand, so this is good. So starting on March 29th, they have games on the 29th and the 31st. Then they have games on the 2nd, 4th, 6th, 7th, and 9th, all at home. So that's, what, seven home games in a row? And then they go out on a very, very tough West Coast trip. It's only three games. None of them are back-to-back. But the issue here is they have to play the Denver Nuggets at 3 p.m. you got to be kidding me. It's probably going to be a game on ABC. So another Sunday matinee. Then they go to Portland. Portland's been very good, especially Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard probably should have been a starter in the All-Star game. MVP caliber candidate with all the injuries that the Trailblazers are dealing with. He's doing a great job. And then Thursday night TNT, like I mentioned, against the Los Angeles Lakers at 10 o'clock. Then they come home for a Saturday night primetime game on ABC against the Golden State Warriors, so that will be cool. Steph Curry will be in town. Then they play the Bulls. Then the Suns come to town, and then they go to Brooklyn, and then another Sunday matinee game at 1 o'clock. What the heck? These Sunday matinee games got to go. Then they play the Thunder, the Hornets, the Spurs. Trailblazers come to town, and they go to Orlando, Chicago. Two games against Miami the last week of the season. That's going to be very, very interesting. That could be for playoff seating for sure. One of them is a 1 o'clock game. That will be on May the 1st, and then a 7 o'clock game on May 11th. Oh, boy. And then it looks like the Celtics end their season against the New York Knicks on the road on Mother's Day on May 16th. So that's kind of a a quick breakdown uh, of it all. But looking at it, so you've... You know, you go and put, here's the thing. I know I'm a stuttering Stanley because this is, you know, live and and instant. I didn't do any notes. You look right away and obviously playing the Brooklyn Nets after the all-star break, not great, Bob. There has been some rumors about Kevin Durant not playing until after the all-star break. So maybe Kevin Durant's hamstring won't be healed by then and he'll miss it. And then that way you only have to deal with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, which still could be a disaster for the way the Celtics have been playing defense as of late. You're not worried about the Houston Rockets. Here's the thing. I am trying to be positive here. One of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast right now is to get the distraction away from the crappy basketball. And hopefully this little break that the Celtics have, the fact that they only have to play one game from March 4th to March 14th, I think it's going to be a good thing. Hopefully everyone can take their break. They can get away from each other and then come back together and really join forces for the second half of the season. So 
Obviously, a tough start against the Brooklyn Nets. I'm really not worried about the Houston Rockets. They just got rid of Boogie Cousins. Christian Wood has been playing great, but I'm not worried about that. The Utah Jazz, you obviously have to be worried about. You're not worried about the Cleveland Cavaliers at all. The Sacramento Kings, I'm not worried about, but hey, they did beat us earlier this year. They're probably going to be on a West Coast trip, so that's good news for the Celtics that they could be, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, coming on an East Coast trip because they're coming out west, uh, from the West. So that'll be an East Coast trip, so that'll be interesting. The Magic, who knows, because if the Magic don't think they're going to make the playoffs, they could be sellers, so their team could not be good. They can get rid of Fournier or Vujicic, whatever the case may be. And then I'm not worried about the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, Brandon Clark, Valanchunas, they're all great players, but they just haven't played that well this year. You obviously have to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks, so that's that's going to be a tough stretch. Then you play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not really worried about them. Al Horford's on that team. Shea Gildress Alexander. He's been incredible this year. When he's played, he has been hurt a lot. Why do I know that? He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> and then the Pelicans. So they start off their seven-game homestand with the Pelicans and the Mavs. You can beat the Pelicans. Okay? You were up 24 against them. You can beat them. And then they played the Dallas Mavericks. You can beat them. You only lost by two ridiculous Luka Doncic three-pointers. You can beat the You can beat the Rockets. You should be able to beat the Hornets. The 76ers game is going to be tough. The second night of a back-to-back against a very defensive, heavy team like the New York Knicks, that's going to be a tough stretch. I'm not worried about the Minnesota Timberwolves on the ninth. And then you have that really tough stretch out west against Portland, Denver, and the Lakers. Not worried about Golden State. Not worried about Chicago. And then the Suns and the Nets, that's going to be tough. So... I don't know. I mean, if I'm going to go game by game, you know, if I'm going to predict here, maybe someone can keep track of the losses, but I think they're going to have, let's see, one loss, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, so with 36 games, I think this team can go 23 and 13, 22 and 14 if if they play the way that they're supposed to play, but with the way that they're playing right now, this could be a 500 basketball team. So, with only 5 games left, you have the Pacers, I'm sorry, the Hawks, the Pacers, the the Wizards, I almost said the Bullets. <laughs> the Clippers and the Raptors. The Raptors are playing very good. The Clippers are the Clippers. Who knows about Washington? But if the Celtics can rip off five games in a row here and finish 20 and 16, and then they have the second half of the season and they finish, let's say, 22 and 14 and finish overall at 42 and 30, you're in the middle of the pack in the East. And then hopefully you can really hit the hit the on switch for the playoffs and this team is experienced in the playoffs and Brad Stevens, not the greatest playoff coach. I think we can all agree with that, but it's going to be very tricky for the Celtics, especially that three game West coast road trip in April. That's pretty brutal. I am a fan of the last week of April playing the Hornets, the thunder, the Hornets, the Spurs. I mean, I, I understand the Spurs are the Spurs, but, and, and they destroyed us, but I, I think the Celtics can improve and play better. I'm not, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm just not worried about the Hornets. Like, I'm not worried about uh, a revenge game, if you will, for Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier. Like, Brad knows what where those guys are, what what they're good at, what they're bad, what they're bad at, and he can make the proper adjustments. But at the end of the day, is Danny Ainge going to be making moves? 
is this team going to come together? Is Kemba, Kemba Walker going to play on a couple nights of back-to-backs? Who knows? There's so many questions. But there's your preview. You can obviously go to NBA.com slash Celtics slash schedule to check out the schedule. I'm hopefully going to memorize it by the end of the day. But I thought this would just be a cool little podcast for everyone just to kind of get an update on the schedule. And they got five games left, the All-Star break, and then it begins. They got, uh, let's see, one, two, three... Four, five, six, da, 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 da. seven. They have seven back-to-backs remaining. They have three in April, three in March. It's not going to be easy for this team. Jalen and Jason are going to have to play a lot of minutes. It's going to be a little scary, but overall, I kind—I really love the way the season ends. Like, if the Celtics need three wins, Cleveland, Timberwolves, Knicks. So Cavs, Timberwolves, Knicks. I like that. I really do. And then if the Miami Heat skyrocket up the standings and they're locked into a spot and they don't want to, you know, they know that they're going to be the four seed and they're like a couple games up or something, you're playing the Heat uh, the day before you play the Cavs. So do they rest guys and the Celtics don't rest guys and you got to play well? Who knows? There's so many questions, but I just thought this would be a cool little instant reaction podcast about the NBA schedule the second part uh i i haven't looked at anyone else's schedule i know mark stein tweeted out all the tnt stuff um i haven't seen which games are going to be on espn but i like tnt better than espn and if you don't then uh there's something wrong with you uh just for basketball coverage of course but but yeah that's it for episode 113 of the banner banter podcast Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this little schedule thing. I'll talk about more of the schedule on episode 114. Not a lot, just a little bit, like it's a 50 cent song. Uh, But thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of the week. Episode 114 will be out Monday morning as always. Go Celtics. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.